This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today at the Art Hall in Uptown on 23rd Street, and I'm visiting with uh, Michelle Mo Whetstone. Mo, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jeff. It's I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I thought what we would do is maybe start out a little bit by maybe having you share a little bit about the comedy that you do, and a little bit about maybe your point of view and just anything that you'd like to share. Right on. Thanks. I just recently started doing stand-up comedy. Um, writing jokes and performing them. Um, mainly like at open mics, I've done some comedy showcases as well. And my style of comedy, I'm going to describe it as progressive. Um, I like to, I like to focus on topics like feminism, like consent, equality, um, veganism. I'm a vegan myself, so you know I got to push the vegan agenda. <laughs> and then um, I also uh, it's it's also sort of free therapy for my daddy issues. And I think that daddy issues are pretty relatable. A lot of people have you know some sort of parent issue themselves. So I, I feel like talking about it and making light of it. It's it, it helps me personally, and maybe someone that's listening can also benefit from just making a joke about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I was wondering, is there anything in particular, as you look back on this journey, uh, is there anything in particular that moved you to give this a try? Or Yes. Yes. Okay, there are several things. Like, it wasn't just, you know, one thing that was like, all right, this is it. But for a long time, I had on my bucket list to do a comedy stand-up open mic type of thing and it was I mean so for for years I guess I've I've dreamed of like of being able to do that but I didn't have jokes I did I didn't really regard myself as very funny um situationally like in certain settings I can be I guess but I didn't just think of myself as like a funny person and then I went to a health retreat in it's called optimum health institute in san diego and at the end of the week long program there is an open mic hmm. a lot of because it's in san diego there's a lot of like musicians and other creative famous people that go to get cleansed and and all that so I did this open mic, and it was easy, too, because the health program, we're all kind of going through the same thing. There's immediately all these inside jokes I had with everybody, and I just, like, throughout the week thought of hilarious things <laughs> because we were we were putting, like, wheatgrass in our butt every day. That was wow. the program. <laughs> so immediately, like, you're right, it's not oh, yeah. funny. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, this is cake. So I did uh, five minutes, and... It was so much fun, wow. and I had a ton of people, everybody it was laughing, and it was a great vibe, and I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards like, you're a stand-up comedian, I didn't know this about you, and I was wow. like, I didn't know it about me, and that was back in August, and then um, I read a book, I read a book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, hmm. and it is an exercise, like a workbook about um, accessing more creative energy. So it's, it's not you know, just a good points or a philosophical kind of argument. It's, it's exercises, it's you know, homework for you to do. So I started doing the, uh, the homework and I 
was just getting hit with these joke ideas, like inspiration for them. And some of my inspiration also, you know, comes from comedians I've seen in the past, of course. Um, I especially love female comedians like Tina Fey, but Amy Sherman Palladino is one of my favorites. Mm. She wrote on Gilmore Girls and she created an Amazon Prime show called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. And I watched that and it gave me so much inspiration because the character, the comedian in that show uses uses her parents a lot as, as her material and through watching that I think is right after that is when I got some some of my best material which is about my dad and like you know my daddy issues and stuff she didn't have daddy issues in the show <laughs> but it was like wow I can I can use this as a way to process mm. you know childhood experiences of my own or whatever Oh yeah, and it's, it's it's interesting because I you know I I have been a comedy fan for years, but to understand that the whole therapeutic side of this is it's very interesting to me. Yeah. It's very it's very intriguing, and I have to wonder. Uh, and, I, and I guess like I was going to ask along those lines, uh, it sounds like this is something that kind of found you, if I understand. I mean, in other words, when you had, when when you were at that retreat, this is something that just I assume is just something that happened yeah it was yeah just inspiration hit I guess and then I I found out that I could do it that I could be funny you know in front of a room of people that are you know just listening to you (laughs) (laughs) and in that setting you know that I could I could have it come out um which is really cool because I've done now I've tried to go up at an open mic like three to six times a week hmm. since I did my first open mic two months ago, which I guess the, the health retreat, I am not counting that as my first open mic cause it was kind of like, I don't know, a talent show or something. But, um, I did my first open mic here in Oklahoma city at Don Quixote's. It's uh, it's a bar you can smoke inside of, you know, <laughs> um, but it's cool. It's a, it's good people really, um, anything goes in that place and uh I kind of feel like that's that's kind of like my comedy home and uh yeah I did my first open mic there two months ago and since then I've just I've been kind of obsessed like going to as many open mics as possible and obviously since I'm doing it a lot I've bombed for sure so, <laughs> just because I maybe can allow yeah. comedy to come through in the stand-up setting, it doesn't mean I do it every single time. But that's the craft, right? That's yeah. the practice. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I have to wonder, too, what, the, what, what that felt like. If I could ask you in as much as... And I, I've heard people say before that it seems like it's like, a, it's like time kind of gets warped and things that you have kind of a different sense of time. But I'm curious what that felt like to actually get up on the stage that first time there and, and or, or if you have anything you could share just about what that experience was like. Um, so getting up on the first time or yeah. getting up when I bombed the first time? Or maybe even, <laughs> if, maybe kind of, com- or even comparing and maybe, con- you know, comparing and contrasting those two, those yeah. first two experiences, maybe yeah. what the differences were at the retreat versus, versus your first time in a club. Something I suffer from, which I hope I can overcome at some point, is getting on stage and blanking mentally. Like, having jokes and having even, like, uh, 
a nice transition between jokes. Like, this links to this, and that's how, you know, I, I'm not just totally changing subjects, but, and, and that to help me remember where I'm going and what I'm going to say next, to have, like, a smooth flow from joke to joke. And I'll have this, I'll practice, and, you know, think I'm ready, and I'll even take some notes, but I get on stage, and, like, the nerves make me blank and I don't know what that is I hope that I can like I said overcome that but that's something that so the first time I I got up on stage at Don Quixote's I I did blank and I got I did I still did a bunch of jokes and I would say it was a good set like people laughed and were responsive and that's all I asked for if there was one chuckle (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) Um, I want I want more than one chuckle, but you know, um, laughter is the point. That's the chief aim. Yeah. I mean, I do have another goal out of it. I, I would love to have people think, to Im- leave an impression, like to you know maybe if I mean it's, I'm sharing a perspective, and if that perspective is new and different, maybe you could broaden someone else's perspective, or at least have them maybe open their mind a bit or reconsider oh, yeah. some um, something they're, they've assumed for so long or something that would be awesome but I can't even really call that like a, a solid goal because I feel like that's so special and, yeah. and amazing that um, I'm just going to go for laughs Absolutely, absolutely, and I think sometimes that's where you, I think that's where you maybe reach people, isn't it? You know, if they're if they're laughing, you know, they're really listening. They yeah. hear you. They they you want to believe and hope that they're that they're there with you. In other words, they're in that moment, and then maybe the thought. You know, I wonder if sometimes the thought, you know, some of that occurs while they're laughing, and maybe some of it after as they're thinking about it or, or reflecting later. Yeah, you know, kind of about that process, how that actually works. I was. Uh, and I know we communicated before this interview, and one of the things that really jumped out at me was you were speaking of, you know, the comedy journey, and also is that being, I, don't, I apologize, I'm probably not going to paraphrase this 100% correctly, but you're talking about the spiritual journey. Yeah. And so I didn't know if you might want to maybe uh, talk a little, just a little bit about that, kind of looking at those, I don't, if that's all one, essentially. Yeah, or, I can't really even separate the two because... Um, so the the main inspiration that's got me like actually doing comedy was the book The Artist's Way, which is a spiritual book about um, well, it's exercises that you can do, but they're they're aimed at you know showing respect to the creator and to the the craft, and um, it's it's a spiritual practice really to access the inspiration that has me write the jokes then and then if the joke's good enough I I, I have to share it you know oh, yeah. I got to get on stage cuz cuz I want to to share the art um and I, of course of course art is spiritual so it's it's definitely ingrained I couldn't separate my comedy journey from the spiritual journey of it and it's like one of my goals too with with getting on stage and trying to do it enough that the nerves don't take over is so I can be totally present in that moment and that's where magic happens. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the, and the way that you're lighting up right now and just your energy, <laughs> just as you said that, is, uh, it, it, is, it, is re- it is really palpable. Right. You can really, can really feel that and you can see that. Thank you. And the, pre- the present moment, that's, yeah. it's, it is sacred. It is spiritual. And that's where like the, the true, pure like comedy, mm-hmm. laughter, all of that is, is all accessed there. And in joke writing too, that when I, I can I can feel when a joke is, is divine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I can't even take credit for it; it just came through me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what the artist's way was really helping me access. Yeah. And I have to wonder when you're, you know, when you're up there. One of the things I've always admired about about people who practice the act of stand or the art of stand up comedy is that it's just you and the audience, right? I mean, it's just you, the artist, the performer facing, you know. And there's, and I heard uh, one time there was a comedian. I can't, I wish I could remember who had said it. And they were talking about kind of using the analogy of an airplane pilot, and they were saying, you know what, you've got an audience sitting here. They're looking to you. To actually get that plane up in the air, and you, ha- and it's like he was talking about how you have to believe that you are the one that can actually get this plane up in the air because all the, all these people are passengers going along the ride with you. Mm-hmm. And I just I find that there's so many different ways of looking at this, but ultimately it's really you standing there facing the um, you know. And I, I almost, almost hate to use the word facing because then it seems sort of adversarial. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm using the right word there, but there's a, is there, I feel like there, is there something that happens? I've only been a, uh, an audience participant, but I'm wondering maybe what it feels like when you're actually up on stage, mm-hmm. you know, as, as far as, you know, facing the audience, what, you know, what, what happens or what that actually, at a, at a deeper level, what that means. Yeah. Uh, so every, every performance is a new experience and, and a new energy in the room, like you were saying, like when you, you when you get up in front of those people, um, and this is something I'm still working on and, and getting a hold of. But you know, when you get up, you you can get a feel for what is going to connect to these people and what's going to relate to them, what what's going to have them laugh, and. I'm, I'm really trying to become more present to that um, and not use it as like, oh, these people look like this or, you know, or, or any of that kind of a stuff, but more of that spiritual place, that feeling place of being present and feeling into the space. And I wonder too, is it possible that as you continue to do this, is, there, is it possible that you just, you feel that as you walk out on stage, there's just that moment where you kind of sense the energy that's in the room or you just sense yes. people's energy? And- yes, absolutely. Because some, I love going to open mics where I get to be like last or I get to be in the room for a while before I go on stage. Not just because that gives me time to have a few drinks. but also because it really gives me a sense of like what people are laughing at or you know what what uh spirit the room is in yeah and then i can i that gives me a chance to start writing notes like oh i'm gonna do this joke because there's some ladies in here tonight and i feel like they're gonna understand the struggle that i you know have personally or whatever because every room is different like i've talked to a room of guys. I'm the only female in the room. Oh, and then, wow. Well, I go into open mics, too. 
a lot of times you're talking to just other comedians. Oh, okay. And comedians primarily are are men. I don't know. In Denver and Oklahoma City, those are the cities that I've done open mics in. Oh, wow. Primarily men. Probably everywhere. <laughs> primarily uh, male comedians. And I have to wonder, too, is there... I guess every time you get up there, I have to wonder if it feels somewhat different. If there, you know, I mean, it's... Because I could see where, it, you know, if you have a really good set and you're feeling, you know, like you really... Things are clicking. Yeah. The material feels like it's working well. But then, is it... You get up there the next time. Is it, is it possible sometimes it feels a little bit different? Um, yeah, so for... Yeah, every time it feels different. Wow. Absolutely. Even in the same venue, even if I'm talking to a lot of the same people that I've talked to before, because I came to this open mic last week, and, you know, it's like the same regular people on a Monday night, or other open micers, and every time it's new and and different. It's just like with people, like, today we'll have this conversation and it'll uh, it'll have a certain vibe and the next time we talk we'll be totally different people. So true. That's so, I was, and I'm so glad you brought that up because that's what I was going to ask you. It's like, are, you're bringing a different you, even yes. if you go to the same venue, uh, you know, maybe some of the same audience members, or not audience, yeah, I guess audience members, mm-hmm. but it still could be, it's a, it's a different you each time, right? Yeah, I'm new. I'm new each time. Exactly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Beautifully put. <laughs> not even in just a new moment, but... But I'm different. I'm also trying to write as much as possible. Um, and I say trying to. There's no do. There's no trying, right? There's doing or not doing. Um, so I, I write daily. And my goal is to write new jokes all the time. I When I first started, I mean, I, I've, I have just first started, right? Two months ago is when I dedicated, like, comedy. But... That first three weeks, I was like a geyser of inspiration, and you know, I was it was flowing through me, and I was like, still, some of my best jokes are like the very first few jokes I wrote, and I'm even developing them and, and adding on to them and making them different. But I want inspiration like that still. Yeah, I don't want it to stop or what. And I think progress is like two steps forward, one step back, or at least a moment to reflect. Um, so I, I think I'm still growing, and still <laughs> my best jokes are still ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't want to get up at the op- at open mics, especially in front of the same people that I have been talking to <laughs> for the past two months, oh, yeah. and say the same jokes that they've already heard. I respect that. I, I, I'm not saying it's because I don't think that's easy to get up and tell a joke that someone has heard before and do it again like that. I, I maybe I should be practicing at doing that, hmm. but I would rather say something new that they haven't heard before. But I want to be a writer too. I, I am a writer. I'm a self-proclaimed writer. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can't really separate this, can you? In other words, it's the you know it's the it's the the actual practice of getting up on stage and being in that moment. It's also the writing, and it, it sounds like you have to be in the moment for that just as much, right? I mean, you could be very distracted. You've got things you want to say, but you know be, the ne- the necessity is to allow yourself to trust and just be in that moment when you're writing, as well as being in front of people. It, it, 
your listeners cannot hear that I'm nodding, like, very, like, enthusiastically. Please note, yes. nodding very, very, yes, very enthusiastically. Um, yes, I do sort of divide it into two main elements of writing and performing because I struggle with different different uh, issues, I guess, with both. Like, with the performing... You have to, you have, I have to face my greatest fear and that's public speaking, you know, like statistically human beings are more afraid of speaking in public than they are of dying. Wow. And I think that makes perfect sense because we all have to die. Right. But nobody wants to die alone. You know? Right. <laughs> and you can get up there and completely shame yourself and have no friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can also go well and people can laugh and. Wow. And uh, then they just move on after that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you just, time just keeps going on. And it's, it's, so a lot of that is like, it's not really that big of a deal. We make things so significant. And some of it is like built into our DNA for good reason, for survival. Um, and, and I'm sure it, it furthers other interests. But ultimately we can be smarter than our survival instincts and and overcome that so a lot of the performance side is to find that confidence and also to just like it's just not that big of a deal you know i mean it it is because it's like it's my art and it's a dream and and it's fun and and the present moment is always a big deal right but at the same time, like, no, no lives are on the line. Like, it's, it's, no one is going to, like, completely, uh, like, ostracize me or, um, you know, kick me out of the group that, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word of when you're, like, kicked out of the country. Oh, <laughs> exiled. Don't. Yes, yes. I won't, be, I won't be exiled from the tribe, right? The tribe isn't going to exile me. It's fine. But that's that's that built-in to our DNA fear oh, of yeah. speaking in public. Is like we are built to be tribal, and we need each other. You know, you don't want to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to feel like people are actually, uh, I don't want to use the word approving, but that they're with us somehow. They're on that, mm-hmm. they're, you know, maybe they don't necessarily know what it's like to be us, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. Or they, I guess nobody can ever really know what it's like to be you or anyone else. But in as much as they can take that journey with you, it yeah. feels like. Is, is where, at least I know in terms of the comedy experiences, you know, the people who, and I guess not even really so much even in comedy, I guess in other arts as well, people just, you know, public speaking. Yeah. Getting people to really to kind of be willing to, to kind of jump on that train with you for a little bit and ride for a while and for as long as they you know for as long as they choose to. Yeah, and even if I'm if it's not you know a, a deep seated fear of being exiled from the tribe, at the very least I could embarrass myself. You know, yeah. <laughs> it could be a very embarrassing thing of not not even saying the wrong thing, but like me personally of saying nothing. Yeah, because I go blank. That's like that's the fear for me is getting up there and just like, I swear I had something to say, but <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you, I mean, do you find that you think about that a little bit before you get up there, or do you just tend to just kind of let things happen? And... What right before I get up on stage, I try to meditate hmm. to clear my mind and calm and breathe through my diaphragm. 
because that's where you breathe with confidence and you know that's that's how you calm your heartbeat as well so like fill the diaphragm and yeah so that's my goal right before I get on stage I'm like breathe slowly oh yeah <laughs> but also it just comes can I, can I say like can I say the f word or oh absolutely you know? absolutely oh yeah this is absolutely so, right before I get on stage is more like a fuck it and I just go up <laughs> you know it's just like alright my turn <laughs> And it, and it seems like though, do you, do you think that, that that some of this really is about, as far as with your with your journey and your spiritual journey, that being vulnerable, that being willing to get up there and and not know for sure a hundred percent how you're going to feel in that moment, and yet you're willing to do it anyway. Right, and at some point, I just have to stop thinking about it because yeah. it's not helping, you know. So just whatever, just get up there. But I find my set is a lot better if I am more intentional, more centered and I I'm meditating before I go up and I walk up like with with a, a readiness with you know like an intention to have a good set instead of just like all right fuck it let's do this <laughs> and just trust right and just, <laughs> just trust yeah I find it's better if I'm like centered and aware oh yeah and uh yeah I think sometimes the tendency to uh, I always find myself doing the same thing after you know practicing mindfulness learning about the value of getting a little more still even internally mm-hmm. before I'm getting ready to do something where I feel like I can feel nervous energy starting to happen and and I wonder too I guess looking at this and I'm all, I guess I'm almost have two questions so I guess I'll try to slow down because now I'm getting ahead of myself is it I guess what's interesting about this is I've never looked at comedy after talking to you just here today about looking at the different levels of almost, I don't know if it's the right phrase, levels of consciousness. You have on one level, just the physical level, you have people that are there to have a good time. They're having a drink. They've, they've had a hard week. So, you know, there's some, you know, can be some cognizance of that. And then there's the club, the business that they're in. And then there's you, the comedian. comedian. There's the all of the different levels of this and it's almost like you know can you be you know how do you just kind of let that all be one and you're just in that moment you got all these different you know you've got people looking at you basically or listening to you on one level and yet you're you know you're existing in a, in a different level of consciousness you got all that stuff happening but yet you're able to just allow yourself to be in that moment i find that i mean to me that is uh, is is incredibly admirable that you can allow yourself to do that with all these different things happening at the same time, depending on where your vantage point is. Right. Um, well, I would say a lot of it I'm not too cognizant of while I'm performing. Like, I'm not really thinking about the business side of it or, you know, is am I fulfilling? Well, okay. No, too, because at, like, the Looney Bin, for example, they it's a great open mic. It's great exposure and... Um, I, I, I love the setup. It's like a dark room with a bright spotlight on you. But there is more of a consideration of kind of the, the, the business of, of the room mm. while you're performing where, you know, you might want to mention um, other performances or, like, tip your bartender or kind of <laughs> that stuff is appreciated. And I'm not saying any – maybe any bartender would appreciate you to throw that in. But, um, and they have more content restrictions on you. Um, so, 
preparation. Mm. A lot of it can be handled in, in the preparation, but at open mics, when I'm just kind of being myself, um, I'm not uh, really cognizant of like all the different elements that are going on in the room. I'm kind of just most, mostly focused on remembering the jokes I want yeah. to tell <laughs> and seeing how, how present I can be in their delivery and you know, ways I can, I can talk and, and be silly. That my favorite is, is just being silly, like to just be able to access that state of being and have fun. Oh yeah. And totally have fun. And, and let, you, let, the, let the you come through, right? In other words, just who you are in that moment, letting people you know, be able to connect with that in some way. Right. If they're willing to be on that journey with you. Yes. And so for that, I mean, I'm probably not being very... I mean, when you're able to access that state of being, that, that super consciousness, if you will, like that state of consciousness where you're aware and you're fully present, then you don't have to worry about being considerate of, of all the elements in the room. You, you just are, and they come, you know, you, they're there for you when you need to navigate them. You know what I mean? If, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to think about, you know, if, if the, there's a time limit or whatever, the timing just unfolds perfectly. Wow. If, if I'm making sense. Oh, definitely. I'm getting definitely. spiritual here. No, that's 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 that, that yeah. That's I, I, that's 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 absolutely that's yeah. That's what we're doing. That's what yeah. we're, that's what we're doing here today. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that I don't. If I'm really present, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It it's it's accessed in divine right timing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, also preparation helps a lot. For being able to to be aware of, of all of the moving parts and, and how they're fitting together and and the considerations that different venues want you to to take into effect like the loony bin doesn't want you to drop an f-bomb hmm. or you know or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess I'd have to ask you the, the, the last question would be if you could look at and, and there again I don't want to put you on the spot but if you if I could ask you how this process, you know, what you know, do, you know, doing the writing, doing the performing, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable. If you can look at how that has changed you in some way, if I could ask, or is that? I'm a, so glad you asked. <laughs> um, I tell this joke about. Uh, I only tell it at mics where there's like on, only other comedians there because I'm trying to relate to them too. I'm trying to be how can I be relatable oh, yeah. in every setting? And a lot of times at open mics, it's just other comedians that are mm. listening to you. Um, but about two months ago, I, I feel like something, this, this part of me woke up. Like there was a part of me that was asleep or something, and it, and it just woke up, and it's, it's like, it's comedy. And the joke I, I told was that it, I feel like uh, it's, it's, it woke up with a heart on. Wow. And it was wow. just like ready to go. I'm not a man, <laughs> so I don't really know what that's like. <laughs> but I do feel like this comedy part of me is, is, I don't even know if it's masculine because I feel like it transcends gender yeah. entirely, yeah. but would then have an element of masculinity to it. But also, I go into talking about, for the joke, I talk about how um, really I feel like I've been pregnant with comedy for a while, wow. and I've now like given birth 
yeah. to comedy, and uh, it really is like comedy is my baby. Wow. Because it's wow. giving me these new chores to do. <laughs> it's waking me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's making me drink. Wow. Yeah, and with a name like Comedy, she'll probably end up a stripper, but <laughs> I love her anyway. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, that also, is... But also, I, I, another thing that I tell people is I, I do think that comedy has made me like more confident, because if I can get up on stage and make people laugh, or not, or even bomb, I, and, and get down from that and like walk away... You know, I, it didn't kill me, and it, yeah. and, and it didn't even really matter. Like, the people who saw me bomb, I feel like they respect me more now. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, instead yeah. of being, like, embarrassed of me or ashamed of me or something, they're like, all right. And I got a lot of great inspiration after I bombed. I, I cried <laughs> for a while, <laughs> and then I got great inspiration. I was like, okay, I would do it again if it, you know, had me think of better jokes. But anyway, uh, I feel like also, um, since I've started comedy, I've become more of this, like, unapologetic bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in other words, you know, just, uh, just, I, I have a stronger self-esteem, I wow. guess. Wow. Can you say I have a stronger self-esteem, I guess? Let's <laughs> that see. didn't sound right. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I have, I believe in myself more now. That is, that's powerful. That is really powerful. It's, it, I, and yet I just, you know, having known you a very short time, I can, and just hearing you talk about you going through this process, you definitely can, I can sense this in your energy that there, you know, that this is something that is, yeah, that it's, it's, you know, you're, you are in a period of, what would you call it? Transformation. There's this, yeah. you know, something is happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it's about way more than just the, the jokes themselves or the, the comedy. It's, you know, it's... Yeah. Is, I don't know if it's, it's okay to say, does it, you know, sometimes does this, does this transcend the art that we're, that we're practicing? Or is it a practice? Is that the... It is totally a practice and a spiritual practice because the goal is to be present in that moment and see what kind of magic you can be a channel for. Yeah. Like, there, I don't know anything more spiritual than that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And in the writing, too, it's a, it's a practice where... Um, there's discipline and there's, um, you know, trusting a, a yourself and a creator. And, and I, I pray when I, when I write, because I want to, I believe in something yeah. <laughs> and I want, yeah, I want it to know it's respected and, and hopefully trust me as a, um, medium for that creativity to come through um yeah i uh, this has been i really appreciate you taking the time this has got i really feel like i've gotten a really a real good sense and i feel like the listeners will have a really good sense of, of you know what you were what you were doing on this journey and that's and i really appreciate you. you sharing that and as a side uh benefit too i i'm it's been therapy for you know different for different things daddy yeah. issues and whatever uh insecurities where I feel like if I can openly talk about them and people can relate to them, like, maybe, you know, maybe it's silly and I can just let that go. And, and some of it is to kind of poke fun at this human condition. Oh, yeah. You know, of how 
much I care about what my dad thinks about me, <laughs> you know, or how much, you know, I beg for his attention. <laughs> like it's, it's, and we all have that sort of deep need or, you know, thirst or desire for, for love and connection. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I also get the sense too, if you would like to, uh, I would love to continue this conversation if you want to kind of, when I'm speaking in terms of consciousness and also the, the physical recording itself, maybe we flip the channel and, yeah. and if, you, if you're open to that, I would love to, you know, if you want to continue Ooh. kind of There's only about. one other benefit I want to share. Yeah, and That oh, is the spread of the vegan message yeah. because I am, I'm a pretty outspoken vegan. Um, I've started 11 years ago and I mean 11 years ago in Oklahoma people didn't know what the word meant Wow! but um, I've been I've gone through phases too where I've been like okay I'm not going to tell anybody about my veganism because it just starts a fight or, or it's just <laughs> it's like too much drama but um, I love I love to share about it and try to make stuff funny and just more lighthearted about all of it but I now get a lot of messages uh, direct messages um, Facebook messages where people ask me like good places to try vegan food wow. or to, that sort of a thing. So I know that that's another benefit of, of the comedy is being able to share that with people and, and, and for them to hear that from you and yeah. from someone who's been practicing this. Spreading the good know. word of veganism. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so see, it's, it sounds to me like this, what you're sharing with people really happens on different levels. It's, you know, there's, there are different messages and they occur at different levels of consciousness, and yeah, but it's all you, right? It's all you. Well, I can't take credit for all of it. <laughs> or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say, yeah. Or I mean, at least as far as it's all coming, you know, it's coming through you. I guess so I should say, I guess yeah. with you being the vessel, is that probably a better way to, and I'm sure. sorry. I no, and I don't mean to pick at the semantics oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Well, I think we'll, t we'll take a quick break and, uh, and come you. back here. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff.